What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to a special game day edition of All In With Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and it is Monday, Monday Night Football. Yes, the game did not get flexed. If you were looking for the game yesterday, it was not there. Instead, you had the Jets beating the Texans to help the New York Giants' draft chances. We'll get to that in a second, but... Giants, Packers, MetLife Stadium, Monday night, and oh, Giants fans, I feel for you. I feel for you to have to go watch a 4-8 team in the cold. Hopefully the rain will have stopped. And the product that they've put in prime time this season has been less than optimal. And that's putting it kindly. But who knows? The Giants, maybe they got something rolling here. Two games in a row, beating teams that really are in their weight class, so to speak. You know, Washington and New England. And you don't hear many people talking about New England, how bad New England is after they beat Pittsburgh on Thursday Night Football. But when they played the Giants, oh, they were the worst defense in the league and and all that stuff. So uh, it's kind of funny. I know we always were prisoners of the moment. And, yeah, you beat bad teams in this league when you are a bad team. And the Giants right now are a bad team. Record-wise, four and eight in the standings, uh, and they really have not played a perfect game or really anything close to that. Defensively, they've been pretty close at times, uh, but overall, things can flip on a dime in this in this league, and that's the conundrum that some Giants fans have. You have your one segment of fans that go into tonight's game believing that it's all about the draft, it's all about the tank. A loss is more beneficial to the long-term validity of the franchise. They are sitting at number five overall in the Tankathon projections right now. With a loss tonight to the Packers, they will jump to fourth overall. So that's why a couple weeks ago I said all this talk about the Giants blowing their chances. Yes, they might not end up in the number one spot. Carolina is kind of locking that down for... Uh, for the Chicago Bears. We'll see how the Chicago Bears use that draft pick. They may not be looking to draft a quarterback. They may be looking to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or someone on the offensive line or however they're going to play it out. Um, There's a lot to go into the draft and where people stand. So that's why sometimes it's not as much in your control as much as you think it is at this point. You're only giving yourself a shot. You want yourself to have the best shot. Now, obviously, there's the flip side of that. And you want to read ESPN and New York Times and the percentage chance of the Giants making the playoffs. A percentage chance less than 1%. Because they can't read the football aspect of things and how things are breaking out. It's all statistical. And if you want to play the statistical odds, then that is the reality. The reality is that the statistical odds say that the Giants are not making the playoffs. 
the eyeball test, which I like to use, say the Giants are not a playoff team this year. But in reality, if the Giants go out and beat the Green Bay Packers tonight, they will be one game out of the playoffs. They will be one game out of the seventh seed in the NFC and with still two teams ahead of them that they have on the schedule. The Saints next weekend in New Orleans and then the Rams second to last game of the season sandwiched between the two Eagles games. So that's where we're at right now. If the Giants beat the Packers, that drops the Packers into a group with Seattle, which lost yesterday, and then has to play Philly next week. The Rams, who lost yesterday, a little bit of a gridiron robbery in overtime, some potential block-in-the-back calls that were not made on that punt return. But the Ravens win the game. The Rams lose. The Saints win. The Falcons lose. And... There are five teams that'll be six and seven if the Packers lose. The Giants would be five and eight if they win tonight. And they're ahead of Chicago, who's five and eight. They have the tiebreaker. So that's where we're at. Do you think the Giants are a playoff team? I'm not asking you to buy into the Giants being a playoff team. If you want to focus on the draft, you can focus on the draft. And I will certainly focus on the draft. But you can't just ignore the idea that if they were to win tonight, that they would be one game out of the seventh seed in the playoffs. You can't ignore it because crazy things happen in the NFL. And that's what happened when they expanded the playoffs to have that seventh team. Because now, very few teams are eliminated. They don't want teams eliminated. They want everybody to feel like they have some semblance of a chance to play to get in. And the Giants, if they can get to 5-8, and eight, they have a puncher's chance. The odds do not move up and increase significantly if they beat the Packers. But if you look at the standings, they do. They would be one game behind. And that is the reality of the playoff talk. And that's where we're at. So the Giants take the field tonight, and they could feel really good about themselves as a fan base and really as a franchise. The short term, you win tonight, It's three games in a row, all with Tommy DeVito at quarterback. You're now at five and eight, going to New Orleans with a chance to kind of bang down that door and get back into the playoffs. You lose tonight, you're now picking fourth overall in the 2024 draft. The Giants can't lose, quote-unquote, tonight from those perspectives. We'll see how things play out. Let's get to the football. Uh, It's important to note Packers won't have Jair Alexander. uh, Their star cover corner. He's not going to be in the game. Maybe that loosens things up a little bit on the back end. uh, Allows a guy like Jalen Hyatt to continue to progress. Had his first 100-yard game. We're still waiting for Jalen Hyatt to get in the end zone. I'm sure he is as well. That would be a big moment at MetLife Stadium. You talk about things you want to celebrate. Uh, 
the fans would love to see Jalen Hyatt getting in the end zone. You don't want to see it at 37-7. You'd love to see it, you know, 14-7 early on. Hyatt gets in the end zone, gives you that huge boost of emotion and adrenaline to think that you can compete with the Packers. Now, defensively, uh, I believe Dexter Lawrence will be back tonight. I don't know what his snap counts will look like, but I do think he'll be active and play. We won't get that information until 90 minutes before game time. So, you know, you're talking around, I guess it was, you know, I guess it's about 7 o'clock we'll have that. But 7 o'clock or 6.45, that's where the information will trickle in. But uh, it's interesting tonight. You've got a doubleheader, Monday Night Football. You've got the Titans down in Miami against the Dolphins. That game is on ESPN, and the Giants-Packers are on ABC. So if you're a Giants fan and you're flipping around for the game tonight, go to Channel 7 in New York or New Jersey or Connecticut, and you end up getting that uh, what you need. You know, so I think... uh, that's that situation. Um, you know, now I'm just checking my phone as I'm as I'm texting, and I just got a text. Dexter Lawrence is expected to play tonight, according to my source. So expect to see Dex in the lineup. That is a big boost for the Giants' defense. Uh, and look, they need to make life difficult tonight for Jordan Love and the Packers. Packers will be without Christian Watson, who had two touchdown catches and then tweaked his hamstring against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, this Packers offense, we'll see. Uh, Will Aaron Jones play? He's questionable. Will it just be A.J. Dillon on the ground? You know, it'll be interesting to see how the Packers try to attack the Giants. Because with all the talk of this defense... Uh, if they're really hitting their stride with Bobby Okereke in the middle, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with him, that two-parter, and the column that I posted on NorthJersey.com today. So hopefully you check that out on Bobby um, and his emergence with the Giants. Micah McFadden's playing early downs next to Okereke. Isaiah Simmons has really kind of carved out a role for himself in passing situations. You know, on the back end with the Dory Jackson back in the mix, Tay Banks, uh, Xavier McKinney is playing at a high level the last three weeks. And then up front, let's see if Kayvon Thibodeau can get cranked up again and see if, you know, he can get a couple sacks tonight. You know, he's got multiple games. I think it's four games with multiple sacks this year for Kayvon. Um, And then, obviously, Dex is the centerpiece in the middle. Uh, Green Bay is going to have to focus on Dexter no matter where he is. So, you know, again, I get the whole idea of some fans are split. They're torn. They don't want to lose. They don't want to root for the Giants to lose, but they think that the team needs a better draft pick and that the odds are so low for the Giants to make the postseason that to get behind the team to win is kind of one of those, eh, do we really want to go down that road? It's easier to root for them to lose and have our hearts broken the other way than root to win and then you have them lose. But that's the way I would look at it. I'd look at it as you root for them to win because you want to see them win. And then if they break your hearts and they lose, well, then you improve with your draft pick. 
We don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like in the draft next year. We could all assume Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy. You want to keep listing guys, Bo Nix. You know, you're going to trust Brian Dable and Joe Shane. If they're going to draft a quarterback, they're going to do what they did with Josh Allen in Buffalo. And Josh Allen, let's not forget, was not the number one guy on a lot of boards for for quarterbacks that year. So I can tell you there were some people in the Giants building who liked them very close to the top. Uh, but obviously they decided through the general manager's opinion went in another direction. And, you know, we can spend several shows about that and the direction they went, but that's not time for now. So, um the other thing tonight is the quarterback situation. I think the Giants made the right call going with Tommy DeVito. And no, it doesn't have to do with him being Tommy Cutlets or being in North Jersey and being a Bosco guy and having the Bergen record imprint all over him. Uh, that's not the case. Uh, I think you could easily go from DeVito to Tyrod Taylor. I think it would be a lot harder to start Tyrod and then go back to Tommy. Uh, I think you'd be kind of boxing yourself in with Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, you look at, you know, his body of work. Uh, I get all that. But the reality is that DeVito has this team believing that it's probably playing a little better than what the stats are showed. So they've got themselves believing that, hey, you know, we're good now. We're rolling, which the reality is they're not rolling uh, I mean, let's be honest. It's not like they're putting up 40 points a game or even 30 points a game or even 20 points a game with Tommy DeVito, a quarterback. But he's not turning the ball over. Yes, he's running into sacks. But the same reason he runs into sacks by holding the ball too long is how he's able to get Jalen Hyatt his first 100-yard game of the season. How he's able to make plays to Saquon Barkley downfield in the passing game is because they are confident that they can overcome those negative plays. So does it need to stop? Of course. You don't want to sit here and take sacks. But the reality is, if DeVito is making plays to overcome them, you want to minimize them, but you want to understand that if you're taking sacks, but you're limiting turnovers and takeaways, and then you're adding big plays to the passing game, that's a net positive for the offense. So, again, a little wrinkle with DeVito is the idea that Rayshon Gary, the last time they crossed paths, Rayshon was at Primus Catholic. And it was in 2015, the year that DeVito led Don Bosco to the state title in MetLife Stadium. They played in the regular season in October in Ramsey. And Paramus Catholic beat Don Bosco on a Hail Mary. And I asked DeVito about it the other day, and he kind of laughed and groaned at the same time and said the only team that he did not beat as the varsity quarterback was Paramus Catholic. It was the year that he won the championship when Gary was there, and then the following year they lost to Paramus Catholic in the playoffs, and that essentially ended Tommy DeVito's high school career. He had a Hail Mary a year later after Paramus Catholic beat Bosco with a Hail Mary, and Tommy DeVito's Hail Mary, the final pass of his high school career, I fell incomplete, so he hasn't forgotten that. I asked him what he'll be saying to Rayshon uh, on Monday night, so tonight, and he said, 
He'll probably tell him, you know, stay away from him. He's fine if he's over on the other side of the of the field, uh, which you know we know that's up to Tyree Tyree Phillips and anyone else who's involved to to chip Gary over on that side. Uh, but uh, he said. DeVito is. He said that as much as he talked a little smack with Jabril Peppers a couple weeks ago when they beat the Patriots, and I asked Jabril about that when I saw him in the hallway after the game, and he laughed and he said after the game, he went up to Tommy and just said, man, keep playing well. You know, you're doing a great job. Um, you know, very impressed with the way you're, you're coming together. So I would imagine DeVito and Gary will have some sort of exchange tonight. Um, the Giants hope that Gary does not enjoy this homecoming the way Alabama usually schedules Southwest Mississippi State. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how the game plays out. And uh, the X factor, as always, with the Giants is Saquon Barkley. You know, you're just kind of waiting for one of those games where Saquon is just going to rip off a couple really long runs and get into the end zone. Uh, obviously, the Packers last year, were terrible against the run. I haven't looked at the stats as far as what they've done against the run uh, this year, but uh, Quay Walker is out for the Packers, or at least listed as doubtful. Uh, so you would imagine he doesn't play. Uh, so I think in that situation, uh, the Giants will see what they can do tonight against the Green Bay Packers. So I'll be there early, uh, try to do a post game pod afterwards. And uh, feed into both sides of the fan base right now. Both sides of the coin. The We got a tank for the draft side. And the we still got a shot for the playoffs. So I'm going to feed both and continue to feed both. Because that is the reality that the Giants are facing right now. Uh, the odds of one side is a lot larger than the other. Uh, but don't want to ignore anything. So just... Uh, you know, go out there, and if you're in the building, I give you a lot of credit for sticking out and being there and spending the money you have to spend to watch this team in this setting tonight. And if you're not, if you're home, make sure you look out for the post-game podcast uh, when we post it up on NorthJersey.com and all of your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for being all in. We're all in, and we'll be uh, back tonight after the game. So enjoy the tailgate, enjoy your Monday night, stay dry, and uh, we'll talk to you after the game.